Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Good evening, and welcome back to a Sunday night edition, the Sunday night baseball edition of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I am joined, as I am every Sunday night, by the great Stacy Gatsulius of Locked On Yankee. Stacy, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty, pretty good. How was, how was the birthday? How was the week? The birthday was okay. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that it was good because um, I, <laughs> I got an unexpected birthday present and it was a really good one. It had actually arrived yesterday. It's called a Peloton Bike Plus, although it's not just for me, it's for the house. But I, you know, walked downstairs this morning to do my workout and I thought, I don't have to use the dinky regular exercise bike anymore. I actually have a Peloton. This is amazing. Yeah, it was a good birthday. I would recommend that kind of a birthday to anyone. <laughs> so what is the difference between a Peloton and a Peloton Plus? I'm also not 100% certain what a Peloton is, if I'm brutally honest. Well, Peloton is the company. Um, mm. They do. They started with mostly cy- cycling. Now they do all different sorts of things. And this is the thing that's with the Plus. The Bike Plus has the touchscreen that the regular bike has, but it swivels 360 degrees. So if you want to do floor exercises on demand on your Peloton, you don't have to do it behind your bike and try and like crane your neck. You can turn everything so you can do it off the bike really easily. Um, There's also... When you're doing classes, they call out resistance and cadence. Resistance is how slow the pedals go. Like, you can make it really tough for yourself. And the cadence is how fast you pedal. They have an auto-follow feature now. So when the instructor calls it out and says, you know, resistance between 40 to 50, if you press that button, your resistance automatically moves to what the instructor says. You don't have to move the knob. The beauty part is you still can move the knob. So if the resistance is too much for you and you can't handle it, you can turn it down so you're okay but i have to say switching from a dinky exercise bike to actually doing it on a regular peloton spin bike i was dying today doing my first class it was really tough but it's going to be really good i'm so happy with it very cool very cool mm-hmm. i um i don't know i just the whole moving in place has never worked for me like i'll, I'll try sometimes to do the bike in the gym i i hate the treadmill like the treadmill is it's my enemy and uh the girlfriend actually just sold uh her treadmill um because just not my thing so but i also had to like transition out of um running on pavement every day so i mean i lift three days a week but um running was just like i I don't know like running on surfaces is starting to really wear on me stacy like being 30 my knees are just uh not what they once were and uh (laughs) knoxville knoxville's also very hilly and I just, I can't, it's just hard on my body. But that being said, have you, like, have you experienced running on like a, a collegiate track and what the different feeling that is? Have you, well, have you experienced Well, here's, it? here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I've had bad knees since I was about 13 because mm-hmm. I would go through growth spurts and something to do with my growth plate and my thigh bone would rub up against the back of my kneecaps because things were growing too fast And the doctors had always warned me not to run too much because of the way my knees were. Did I listen? No, because who played lacrosse for two years in high school? Mm. Do you know how much running you do in lacrosse? That's all you do is run. 
in lacrosse mm-hmm. for the entire game. So I screwed up my knees in high school, and they've I I've been told by multiple doctors to never run, ever. And I try to avoid it as much as possible. Wait, so how does Cycling Peloton work then? Okay, so it doesn't work your knees the same way. Right, because it's basically, it's almost like you're on an elliptical mm-hmm. machine, sort of. Like, it's it's not that bad. It doesn't really hurt me too much. And if it does, sometimes I'll put a brace on just to make my knee um, more stable. Mm-hmm. Um, my right knee's worse than my left knee, but both of them are pretty bad. I also got bashed in the kneecap with a baseball bat accidentally in fourth grade, never went to a doctor. And when I went to a doctor when I was 19 having knee problems, he looks at me and he says, did you ever get bashed in the knee when you were... <laughs> And I and at first I thought I said no. And I said, oh, wait, yes. Uh, fourth grade, this guy was they were playing softball. I was a good 30 feet away. He helicoptered his bat and the fat part of it hit my left kneecap. He's like, so you never went to a doctor? I said, no. He's like, because your kneecap is crooked. This is why you're having knee problems. No. <laughs> He's like, your knee, your kneecap has been crooked for 10 years. I'm like, oh, huh. I still haven't gotten it fixed. It's still crooked all these years later. <laughs> I, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, crooked from just an errant bat? Yeah, I mean, it bashed my knee and it, it, it knocked it off kilter. So you can see when my knee is bent that my knee half is kind of to the side. Yeah. That's wild. Yep. Never went to a doctor. Because, you know, when you're a kid sometimes and you get hurt and, you know, for the first five minutes you're in agony. And then mm-hmm. you're like, no, I don't need to go to a doctor. I'm perfectly fine and i never told my mom about the knee i never told her about getting hit in the knee with a bat during recess in fourth grade that's wild yeah, yeah. i'm trying to think back if i ever had like a bad injury that i never told my parents about because like my my most devastating injury when i was younger was when i got on fox 5 news for riding racing my best friend in the neighborhood down our down our street and there's this thing called breaking stacy mm. and mm-hmm me being in first grade that was not on my radar at this point with my new mongoose bike so instead oh, of the mongoose <laughs> oh i love a good mongoose bike shout out to the mongoose brand I, I, is it still around do they still make bikes i don't know i'm not a bike guy i'm not anymore. sure yeah there's actually a bike store there's a cycling store like half a mile from my house and it's always filled to the brim and i always joke to my girlfriend i'm just like this has to be a front right like this this has to be a front he has not sold a bike in six and a half years how how is this business operation working like he he, there's something else going on here um that that is uh my take on on this particular building that shall remain nameless but um yeah i don't know like it's uh it, it it was it was crazy because I just did not in the moment think to to break when I was racing him. So I crashed through the garage door, head went through the glass. I took oh. the entire garage door down with me. So I have scars all underneath my chin oh from my the God. glass. Just like like I was just like a, a blood red. My neighbor. You're lucky you didn't slit your throat. You know I didn't really think about that, but yes, that's a possibility. I guess I could. Jeez. Had, yeah, it was not not good. But hey, you got to do what you got to do when you're racing your first grade best friend in the neighborhood. Well, chances you sound have to be like taken. Me. Because when I was seven, I was dared by my friend's cousins who were up from the Bronx visiting for the Mm -hmm. weekend. They dared me to go down our big hill on just my roller skates. And I never turned down a dare. Mm -hmm. I've been like that my entire life. And I went down on my strawberry shortcake roller skates down the big hill. And there's a big stone wall at the end of the big hill. And when I realized I was heading towards the stone wall, I veered off to the right, rolled onto my neighbor's lawn, and missed the wall by maybe three inches. 
Wow. Yeah, but I made it all the way down the hill without falling. <laughs> what is your yeah. What is your best dare story? What was your craziest dare that you've done? Getting a tattoo. Oh. Well, are you are you at liberty to discuss what said tattoo is? It's an interlocking NY, of course. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to get it. My friend was going to get... She came up to New York just to get a tattoo. She lives down in, in Atlanta, which is even funnier. Okay. And she came up for the weekend. We were going to see Bon Jovi. They were playing at MSG. The night before, we went down to the village to St. Mark's Place. She's getting this crazy... She's Italian, more specifically Sicilian also. So she was getting this odd Sicilian goddess with like three heads on her hip and she dared me to get a tattoo because I was kind of going back and forth on getting one for years and I'd always chicken out and she's like I dare you to get one and I'll even pay for it as soon as she said she'd pay for it I'm like you know what I'm getting one (laughs) took 11 minutes for them to do my tattoo because it was so I got it small and it took an hour and a half for her to get hers done and he have you gotten a tattoo no 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 needles and I we're we're not okay. we're not compatible. You know they put the stencil on first, and at first because I said what I wanted, oh, I'd pass out first, from just that, like just the eh, stencil. I'm out. Printed out the interlocking NY, and it was way too big. I said no, I want it between the two tiny dimples above my rear end. I want a tramp stamp because I want it where hardly anyone will see it, but I know I have it. And he's like, okay. So then he made it smaller, and. He put the stencil on me and I was kind of like, oh, God, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And then um, Won't Get Fooled Again by The Who came on. And that was a song that they used to play before the Yankees went on the field. And I thought, well, I have to get it now. <laughs> I can't chicken out now. I got to do this. And again, only took 11 minutes. And it's awesome. She's going to be 16 in December. <laughs> it was December of 05. <laughs> No, November. Sorry, November 27th. That's right. The first full month that I had it was December. Didn't tell my parents. I was 31 when I got it, and I was afraid to tell my father. And then I finally did. And I, I was going to say, like, do they know now? Are you giving oh, it away on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, everyone knows. And Dad, I said, well, I said, Dad, I got a tattoo. He's like, oh, all right. Then we were talking about something else, because I was living in Manhattan at the time. He, You know, they were up here in Rockland. And then, and then five minutes later, I'm like, well, aren't you going to ask me what I got? He's like, I know you. You got a Yankee tattoo. <laughs> So Gus knew. <laughs> That's funny. Without me even saying what it was. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My parents would not believe me. Like they could see it if I ever got one. They would see it and they would be like, "That's, that's not real." They could. They would right. just. There's nothing that I would be able to do to prove to them that I was able to withstand a tattoo. I am just not a not a. I'm not very pain tolerant. And like I used to talk my way out of getting my blood drawn at the doctor growing up where I was like, uh, uh, finger pricking's not for me. Uh, I'm good on the whole finger prick situation. That is. Uh, oh, yeah. No, that's terrible. No, those are bad. I don't mind when they take it out of your arm. That's yeah. fine. But the finger pricking and the slice. Oh, no, that's that hurts. I don't like no. it. And the visual like I, I just blood and I do not go hand in hand. And then like with that story with the the. the the bike situation my neighbor who found me in the in the garage like r- i had so much blood over my face like he he thought i was someone else's kid so it was running me to a different house and oh, i no. looked up at him and i was like where are you taking me apparently and he was like oh you're not so and so you're you're chase and then r- takes me back to the other to my actual house where i needed to be oh my god so not crazy that's crazy the crimson mask it was it was enough to full fool my neighbor 
but uh, wow. you know, shout out to him though for for running me around around the neighborhood. What a day! <laughs> what a day! The suburbs can be a crazy place in Atlanta. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a great birthday, Stacy. Did you get what was your cake situation? No cake. What? I know. After all of that, all our I talk. Know. What? I know. I know. <laughs> what happened? And I was so disappointed. I was like, "There's no cake." <laughs> 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 I'm 47 years old and I wanted a I wanted an ice cream cake and I didn't get it. I was very disappointed. Oh no. Now I feel mm-hmm. bad for asking. What's the deal? Were they not listening to the podcast? Did they just not know what 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 is the deal here? Got Celia's family. I yeah. Just uh, maybe next year. For well, I guess you'll have to settle for a Peloton Plus. I know, really. What a, what a horrible birthday. No, I'm kidding. I'm thrilled with the bike. That's fine. Cake's not good for me anyway. So. <laughs> maybe it goes hand in hand. It's just like yeah. the whole thing where it would it would be counterintuitive to do both. Right. Um, all right. Well, we should probably get in to some Major League Baseball talk. Because we have, we have some things to discuss. We have some things to discuss. But don't forget, folks, you can listen to Stacy and I talk Major League Baseball every Sunday on this very podcast. You can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or get your podcasts. Um, if you like listening to the show, tell a friend and email us at chasethomaspodcast at gmail.com. If you have any Major League Baseball questions you would like to like us to read on this program. But yeah, Chase Thomas all over the social media channels and subscribe to the Sports Renaissance Man, my daily sports newsletter slash column where I wrote about uh, Illinois and Nebraska today. I know you were all in on Illinois, Nebraska over the weekend, Stacey. Am I right? You were you were all in on Brett Bielma's return to the Big Ten. I really, I, I don't watch that much college football. I'm more into college basketball, uh, if we're going to be honest. I will mm. watch the Gators only because my brother went to Florida, so this I'm kind is, of op- this is going down a very very dark dark I know, path sorry. You, you know i'm a tennessee guy like i, I know you, what is happening here I gators know. i well he went to florida and it's kind of like oh, okay you know because i went to a division three um state school in new york and mm-hmm. you know he, he decided to go to gainesville so <laughs> unbelievable well he's never welcome on the podcast stacy <laughs> and you're my favorite godzillius of the bunch thus far um well, let's talk some Major League Baseball. The New York Mets. Oh. Meet the Mets. <laughs> this is one of the more bizarre stories that I've ever seen. But this is also when I first saw the the whole situation with Baez and Lindor and thumbs down <laughs> at the fans. This whole situation. From an athlete's perspective, I get this. I get the internal feeling here of yeah. like these people are nuts these people are crazy. They, they, sh- a lot of them shout obscenities at me, or they are disrespectful, or whatever. By and large, I think most sports fans are not that way, and I think mm-hmm. most sports fans uh, want good things for their team and want Javier Baez to do well because the team traded for him and would like him to do well because they would like to win the division, make the playoffs. That is something that they would all like to do. Do I think that there are some bad, bad eggs in the bunch? Yes absolutely they're everywhere they're unavoidable we just don't know until they get in there and it's just some people just cannot act mature and act like a grown-up that's part of the deal um going to this length where you're thumbing down the fans and booing (laughs) the fans back because they're not happy is one of the most i'm not mad i'm not mad jokes i've ever seen where it's so cringy for both sides um, you mentioned before we got started that Cohen has responded because I did not see this, but I, I 
I cannot believe we, we just saw something like this. What what do you make of all of it? <sighs> I mean, it's such a Mets thing. Mm-hmm. You know, for this to happen, and even it's even funnier because the whole thumbs down thing. So, <laughs> you know, remember the Yankees doing that in 2017? That was kind of their thing because that Mets fan was at the Yankee game and the Yankees pulled ahead of Tampa in the game and he put his thumb down and they showed him. And I, I think they interviewed him after the game and they found out he was a Met fan and the Yankee players were just like, all right, we're going to do that now. <laughs> we're going to do that the rest of the season because it's really funny. And they did the whole thumbs down thing. And it wasn't something against the fans. It was like a rallying cry, like when they got a hit. Woo, thumbs down. You know, <sighs> just it's New York. You have to deal with. New Yorkers. Both fan bases are very passionate. They get very angry very easily. And if you're not living up to expectations, they're going to get pissy with you. Now, the funniest thing about this is he didn't have to mention this today. They won today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things were going well for. I think they won. The, did they win the last two games? Are they on a two-game winning streak? It, I, it feels like it's an inside thing that he shouldn't have mentioned. In the, in the post-game press conference. Like, he shouldn't have brought that out of the clubhouse. They should have had people guessing what the thumbs-down thing was and not actually admit what it was. So, Cohen tweeted at 10.35, I miss the days when the biggest controversy was the black jerseys. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the other thing... That could have been way was, worse knowing steve Cohen. Oh, true but i feel like he doesn't need to really tweet anything i also feel I like sandy alderson's statement first of all why are the mets putting their statements out on medium it was on a medium site. <laughs> why is that and then some met fans that i know were saying that it was amazing to them or amazing because it's the mets true that Alderson's reaction to this was way harsher than his reactions to Jared Porter and Mickey Calloway's stuff, which was way worse. Yeah. In the scheme of things, this is just a stupid. Again, I don't think they should have really revealed that at all. Not after a win. You guys won a game. Why would you talk about this stuff now? The fans were actually happy with you today, and now they're going to be pissed at you. It's just so stupid. And I. Oh, it's just so silly. But I love it as an as an outsider and as a Yankee fan looking in. It's just so funny to see the Mets do stuff like this time and time again. And it's just their controversies just get more and more ridiculous by the by the year. <laughs> Every time there's something new, it's just is this really this is what you're doing? Seriously? Come on. I just <laughs> I, I would love to know what sparked this, like the booing and like y'all aren't good. You were the favorites. Right. Like this has been a terrible year for it. Like this isn't. This is bad. Like the offense has been terrible. Lindor is in year one of his contract, and it's really bad right now. Like things are bad. Javier Baez has not done well since getting traded. Like the fans not being happy is not a surprise. What this tells me is that like the morale in this locker room has got to just be atrocious. What this tells me is like Luis Rojas is um, it's not making it through this offseason. Oh, oh no, no, and. I know that Kevin Pillar and Marcus Stroman said things on Twitter, and they made it seem as if the media made it up or were the ones who started the controversy. 
But Baez was pretty open with what he was right. saying. It wasn't as if they were goading him, you know? So I don't know what the players are thinking right now. They all need to shut up. They all need to stop tweeting, stop speaking, just play. And just, I don't know. It's just, it's, this is stupid. It's but also, really how do they think this ends? Did you think ownership in, mid, in the front office was going to be like, yeah, we support players. Uh, screwed the fans, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's really great that you're, uh, you know, thumbing down the fans that yes. pay to come see you play. Mm-hmm. Good idea. This should end well if we keep this going. I like this approach. This should be fine. Keep doing what you're doing. This is great. Like, why? How did you think this was going to go? And how do you think this was going to be received? Like, I, ugh. There's just something corrosive. Why are they shocked that the fans are mad at them? They were someone put it. Someone put a tweet with numbers and I should have bookmarked it. Maybe I did. But comparing, you know, the Mets and the Yankees at one point, the Mets were up by six games. The Yankees were back by six. It was Mm -hmm. something to that effect. And then the swing that both teams have taken in the past, however, month, month and a half. um, And it's just. Like, of course the fans are going to be pissed at you. You guys were in first place. And now you're in, well, they in second or third now because the Phillies aren't doing that great, right? Uh, the Phillies are in second still. They're still in second? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Because, um, well, that's yeah. until, I mean, Romilto's now out. We got Reese Hoskins who we'll get to out for the season. I mean, that could change. In, oh, okay. Com- I didn't realize the Mets were, okay. I didn't realize mm-hmm. there were that many games behind the Phillies. I mean, it's not a lot. It's only three, but the Mets are still four games under 500 and that's mm-hmm. the other thing they made a switch they made a, sw- a big swing from being above 500 to below 500 so what do you expect these fans to do as much as met fans annoy me as a yankee fan because they're just pests sometimes i know i know good met fans but the majority of them are just the worst um they're passionate about their team almost to a fault you know they're way too passionate about the team and and they never think that the team is going to hurt them. They're almost like Jet fans in that way. And, you know, like Jet fans overreacting to a preseason win on a Hail Mary. It's like, um, the game doesn't count. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why the players are surprised by this. Like I said, it's New York. Doesn't matter that it's the Mets. It's New York. We're passionate about everything. So you have to expect that. And you can't be babies about it. Stop. They're being babies. This is what you sign up for. You're being paid pretty well for this. And also, mm-hmm. they want you to do well. That's the whole thing. Right. It might be hard on you right now, but they, they really do want you to do well. I promise. They, they right. want good things. Right, because when you do, they'll be, the, they'll be the best fans ever. You'll hear the biggest roars coming out of City Field if you guys are doing well. So, I don't know. It's just... <sighs> I love it. <laughs> Meet the Mets. Everything's great. I Just nothing would surprise me. Um, and then Syndergaard stuff. Obviously not going. Like, just... The Mets really just can't catch a break right now. And DeGrom and everything else that's happening. Just unbelievable. The Mets. A tradition unlike any other. Um, happy trails. Gregory Polanco. The the experience in Pittsburgh is over. What do you make of it? I didn't even really know about this. Because no offense to the Pirates. I don't really pay that much attention to them. I just know that my pirates colleague joked the other day that they needed to go 36 and 0 for the rest of the season to not uh to wait what was it to not finish under 500 was that what it was and then they you know promptly lost the (laughs) the game after he said that (laughs) so that's not gonna happen Mm -hmm. um i feel bad for polanco you know i get it though the pirates aren't going anywhere they want to like 
play other guys and he's not really doing well and you know things were said and he was unhappy about things and if he's unhappy and they don't want to play him and they don't want to sit him on the bench the whole time then i guess this is the solution it's just sad another one um just yeah the pirates rebuild is just going to be a long sad thing like it's just gonna be a long sad situation brian reynolds is just gonna be looking around um and just uh he's like the the will smith meme um from, <laughs> he's just looking around and it's just it's just him it's just brian reynolds on a terrible terrible nl central team um but we'll see we'll see maybe the Braves can pluck him this winter that'd be nice just keep adding yeah. more outfield talent when acuna comes back um i do feel bad for pirates fans you know i mean there's no hope like they're gonna be bad for several years like there's oh, no yeah. way around this like Brian yeah. Hayes is good like he's gonna be a good player but whew, that mm-hmm. is just a bad bad roster that's not getting any better anytime soon yep because they're not gonna spend like that's the other thing it's like it's not like they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get a little bit antsy and start spending a little bit no they have one of the one of the cheaper owners in in sports so I don't uh, see that changing anytime soon right um Kluber back for your yankees what does this mean (laughs) it's another arm to Mm -hmm. throw out there um i believe they're not gonna you know he's gonna play he's gonna pitch tomorrow they're not gonna have him in there long and i think they're gonna piggyback heaney with him um which should be interesting i just i'm i'm happy that he's back it gives them more options. Plus, the rosters open up to what is it, twenty-eight instead of forty now? Stupid rule. Um, so they have more people to play around with. They might bring. I think they're going to bring Luis Heel back up too. Um, you know, it's just it seems like Kluber pitched that no hitter three years ago because <laughs> you know he pitched the no hitter and then mm-hmm. his next start he leaves and he's just coming back now. It's nearly September. He wasn't supposed to be out that long, but it's Kluber. He has injury issues. Um, You know, as long as he stays healthy, they need that extra arm. Not as bad as they did uh, earlier this summer with all the COVID stuff. But, um, you know, Montgomery pitched solid tonight. He came out on the losing end, or not the losing end. He came out on the end of the Yankees not really helping and scoring for him. Um but I think having Kluber is just extra insurance for now. Uh, I'm just worried about him, you know, coming out and blowing out his arm again. Because <laughs> with the way things have gone for him lately, it just seems like that's going to happen. But I don't envision him pitching more than, I don't know, 45, 50 pitches. I don't think they're going to go higher than that. And who knows how long that's going to be with the Angels. Could be two innings, could be five innings. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. But things are good in New York. Things things are good right now you got yeah, luke I mean, void mad at rizzo the, they dropped the last two against oakland but that's it's oakland they never do well in oakland so to come out of a to come out of oakland with a split i'm fine with that <laughs> so is that, that a doomsday situation if you get oakland in the wild card game in oakland it might be it might be but um, it seems unlikely yankees, at the moment no but, but yeah the yankees won the season series they're still ahead of them so right now you're okay. if the playoffs started today it would be yankees red sox right i believe so Right, because I think. Hold on, let me double check that. What number is that going to pull? Like that oh. is Rob Manfred's. Just like 
absolute dream scenario. He's like making calls every day, every night in Seattle. Like he's up late on the East Coast, just making calls. Like, hey, hey, make sure. I don't know what the Seattle business is, but uh, this is gonna need to end. I don't know what you gotta do, <laughs> but this is this is not gonna work for me. This needs to stop. Seattle down tonight. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have enough clonopin in my house for a Boston Yankees wildcard <laughs> game. I really don't. Mm-mm. Who goes for the Yankees right now in a wildcard game? Oof. Um, I'm trying to think of who has pitched well against them because it wouldn't necessarily be Cole. You would think it would be Cole. He would get in there. Like, but, I think, yeah, right? When they use multiple guys. I would think so, but I don't know. Um, God, that would be interesting, huh? Because wouldn't they want to, I don't know, see the friggin' wild card game and the friggin' Rays have the easiest schedule right now. They keep beating up on Baltimore. So right now the Yankee fans are hoping for uh, the Red Sox and the Rays play this week. And Yankee fans are actually hoping for the Red Sox to beat the Rays just so the Rays lead could get down a little bit. Um, <laughs> because the Yankees and the Rays play a three-game series at the in the last weekend of the year. And the Yankees' schedule in September is pretty soft. And if the Yankees can stick around and the Rays kind of fall off just slightly, it is possible that that last weekend in Yankee Stadium could be for the division, which would be, baseball would love that too. You know? Yeah. Hmm. Just because of the history between the Yankees and the Rays the last couple of years, I think people would be, like, really wanting to see that happen. And then whoever loses and doesn't win the division would play most likely the Red Sox in the wildcard game. And either way, that would be a win for baseball because the AL East is such a strong division that I think a Rays Red Sox wildcard game would also be watched just because people would be interested to see who could knock each other, you know, who could knock each other out. So Some either of way. Um, game, game attendance numbers of later preposterous. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you just watched it. Did it look bad on TV? Yes. Mm. That's yeah. really sad. One of, one of the games, was it the uh, was it the night of my birthday? Was that the first? Uh, there was one night. It was 8,417 people. Oh, my goodness. I was like, your team's in the playoff hunt. I know they've lost four in a row at this point, but hello? Are they like, just what? like, they're going to Vegas, so we're just, we're moving on. As like, a city. What are you doing? I mean, there were more people there today. For the Sunday night game, but yeah, I was shocked by that because the A's aren't a bad team. You know, up until this losing streak, they were pretty much right behind the Astros. Like they were giving the Astros fits even in the AL West. And, you know, there's still time for that to happen too, because I think they still play the A's and the Astros still play head to head a few games in September. So things aren't set in stone. A lot of things can change in those two divisions in the AL West and the AL East. And you never know what's gonna happen. I mean, the wild card game could be the Rays and the A's. <laughs> you never <Yeah>. know. <laughs> or maybe, well, I don't know about Toronto. They're not, they're kind of not, oh, yeah, no, they are falling off. Wow, they're, I didn't realize they were four and a half games behind Boston right now. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't know. Toronto's really going to have to go on a run to do something, and they're five and five in their last ten. Now they have won two in a row, but they did lose some um, bad games to like the Tigers and other teams that they probably should have beaten. So, I think things are really still wide open. There's still a chance for some of these teams to do things, and I think September is going to be fun. Not for me personally, but I think for other people in baseball watching the races down, you know, down the uh, stretch, it's going to be fun for people who like chaos. And the Braves, unbelievably, are not going to be involved in this. Right. They're safe. They are. The Phillies are going to fall back. You don't have to worry about the Mets. The Braves, I think the Braves are fine. That's insane that we're here after, uh, like, if you had told me this a month and a half ago, it would have been like, you're out of your mind. Like, there's no chance of anything like this. Like, it's just, it's amazing to see where they were when Acuna went down to to where they are now. It's just... It's good. I'm actually for it, Stacey. You're not going to believe this, but I'm okay with this development. It's a development <laughs> that I am very much okay with. Shout out to Jorge Solar, just the number two man that I always knew he could be. Just uh, I actually watched that game. I watched, you know, I turned the game on. I t- mm-hmm. put it on. Yeah, you, you, you it tweeted about it. And you got yeah. us a two-run home run. I appreciate that. Yep. <laughs> now, people are a little bit too crazy with Austin Riley now. Like, that is oh. becoming something where I'm like, okay, let's calm it down. Let, let's, <laughs> let's reel it in here a little bit. Right. Where it's like, he looks like the beginning of an MVP gay. I'm like, ah, let, 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 okay. Let, I love let's baseball see. fans. Yeah, it's just, it's it's fine. Um, let's just enjoy this without just throwing on maybe the best player in the NL. Uh, maybe not. Let's let's pause for a second. <laughs> um, the Phillies, though, losing Reese Hoskins mm. for the year. Like, just another yeah. brutal blow for this group. Yeah, they're... Uh... They're, they're, yeah, they're done. I mean, they're not bad, but they, they have no shot of winning the division. As I just said, the, the, uh, Braves will not have an issue with that. And then wildcard wise, um, it would obviously be the second wildcard because the Dodgers are so far ahead of (laughs) Cincinnati right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the Padres are two and eight in their last 10 and, you know, St. Louis was making some strides. Um, I don't know. I mean, Phillies won their last three, but I don't, I just don't feel like they can overcome what's happened to them. And, you know, there are too many teams ahead of them in the wild card that are better than them that are going to make it ahead of them. Yeah, I don't, it's bad there. The Annalise is just a, is just outside of the, the Braves turned into a, a real dumpster fire here. No, it was always a dumpster fire. It just, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, compared to all the other divisions, um, you know, what was it, like a month ago when the Mets were still in first place? Um, I spoke about this on another show, but every other division, the difference between the division leader and the team in the basement was double digits. And at one point, the Mets were only like nine and a half ahead of the Marlins. <laughs> And the Mets were the only team in the front of the division that hadn't had 60 wins yet. All the other, you know, the White Sox, the Astros, like everyone was way ahead of everyone else in the division. And the a- the NL East was all bunched together. Um, Atlanta's doing a better job of separating themselves. Yes. Yes. It's uh... yes. Yeah. They're 16 ahead of the Marlins. So that's much better. Now the division looks like the way it's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, you have whew, Pittsburgh's 31 behind Milwaukee. Arizona's 41 behind the uh, Giants because the Giants are just, they, besides the Braves beating them up, um, 
Shout out to that. Did you see that tweet where I forgot who it was that tw- tweeted it out? Like, is Chris Bryant hotter in a Giants uniform? I forgot who. <laughs> and then like the someone screen capped it, and like the the next tweet under that person on their timeline was just like him with the the sun on him in a, in a Giants uniform. It was funny. Chris Bryant. This is the important question. I, I should have made a Twitter poll. Is he hotter as a Giant than as a Cub? I say yes. Mm. I mean, he is pretty good looking. I mean, he's always been good looking. I uh, He reminds me of a guy I dated, so I'm kind of like, ooh. Um, there you go. Yeah, it's the whole... Um, I never dated a man who looked like Chris Brown. Haha, <laughs> blondish hair, light eyes, dark eyelash thing. Yeah, very similar. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. It's Every time I see him, it's kind of a flashback because we didn't have a good ending, but he was still cute, so I, c- I can give him that much. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. Well, this is a great time for a quick break for our sponsors. All right, we're back on the Sunday night edition of the Chase Thomas podcast, where I am still joined by the wonderful Stacy Gatsoulias of Locked on Yankees. Stacy, your favorite stories in baseball this week. What, what did you enjoy most since our last recording? <laughs> I'm all in on this Mets thing, honestly. Mm. I just think it's the funniest thing ever. It's hilarious. Um, I'm trying to think of what my original choice was because this all happened today. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this kid pulled a very, I don't know if it was a rare Aaron Judge card, but he pulled a card that was like a, uh, like a number one print of an Aaron Judge card. And then the kid got to meet him in Oakland. And very cool. Yeah, the kid is, I can't remember what he has. He's in a wheelchair. And it was very sweet. He looked very happy. And Aaron Judge looked very happy, too. He had, like, the biggest grin on his face. Like, he looked like a kid himself, like, so excited about this. And I just think that's so cool that the kid, you know, they arranged it so he could meet Aaron Judge. I always love stuff like that, no matter what the baseball player is. Um, Like, that little girl with Joey Votto last month. Did you see that? I did. Oh. Speaking he of Joey Votto, he was great on the Athletic MLB show the other day. Oh, I missed it. He's really good. I would encourage you to go. It was on Starkville. And Starkville is their best show. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, he him talking to Glanville and Jason was phenomenal. He is a really, really smart dude. He's a sharp guy. I like listening he, to him talk. And very so humble. Do you think he should yeah. do um, analysis when he's out of baseball? Yes. Yeah. I think he'd be good. And also, um, I think everyone could be better than A-Rod. Oh, God, he's so annoying. He was so much better as just a post-game guy. And I feel like... Yeah, he he belonged on the studio team with uh, Ortiz and everybody, like, in that group. He's like an inside-the-NBA guy. He's not a a commentator. Right, but I feel like he has a lot of things to say about hitting, but it doesn't work in a game situation. Like, when him... Was it him, Pete Rose, Frank Thomas, when they did that whole six-minute video about hitting this was like five years ago now everyone was like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever watched because you just watched former you know hall of famer and guys who should be in the hall of fame but aren't going to be in the hall of fame um (laughs) because of stupid things they did in their career um (laughs) talking about hitting and i also feel like espn is just no offense to the people that I follow from ESPN who follow me. We're friendly on Twitter. I love all you guys. I grew up loving ESPN when I was a teenager and went to college because I wanted to be on ESPN. But the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball broadcast is awful. It's terrible. 
they're I don't know everyone who goes on that show is terrible and I can't even believe I'm saying this but I actually miss Joe Morgan of all people and I definitely meet miss John Miller because he was always very like excited about things but John Miller was the goat John Miller yeah, was incredible but Joe Morgan was just <sighs> yeah yeah it was not but good I actually miss those two because I don't like what ESPN has become um it also felt like a bigger a, deal didn't it like when you heard Miller's voice like I yeah. have a distinct memory watching Sunday Night Baseball with my grandfather and like hearing his voice like there's something I associate a big deal like there's some voice like Al Michaels mm-hmm you think big NFL game. Like, you hear the voice, and you're like, okay, this is a big game. I think Jim Miller was the same way with baseball. Yeah, and you don't feel the same with Matt Vasgersian. <laughs> no. You know, um, just, it's, I, I feel like ESPN dumbs things down. They take focus away from the game too much, although that didn't seem to happen too much tonight. But there are some times where there's, like, Yankee Red Sox games, and then they interview someone in the booth. They're not even paying attention to the game, or they're barely paying attention to the game, or they're showing some piece that A-Rod did where he's talking to a hitter about things, and they do, like, a double screen. And it's like, no, we want to watch the game. We don't care about this stuff. Stop it. It's just too much fluff and not enough game. And... Yeah, A-Rod belongs in um, the studio. He's so much better at that. And he could be better in the booth. But I feel like ESPN just dumbs everyone down and makes them say dumb things. And it drives me crazy. (laughs) Because I find it also the same with Ron Darling. He is so much better on the Mets broadcasts than he is on the TBS broadcasts. I feel like people's levels of broadcasting fall down when they switch from their local station to the national stage because i feel like something's happening behind the scenes with the national thing and maybe it's because it's a broader audience maybe there are people who don't always watch baseball so they have to do that sort of thing but for a seasoned baseball fan it's just painful listening to some of these guys talk about things where you're just like what are you what are you doing why are you doing this it's horrible stop (laughs) yeah it's not good no john smoltz horrible Oh, I disagree. Smoltz is no, good. No, he's horrible. He's a curmudgeon. He's constantly complaining. No, I cannot no, stand no. It. Smoltz is good. No, he's not. He's, he's not. absolutely good. No, he's not. And you know what is even mm. funnier? When I had David Cohen on my show and I alluded to someone being bad nationally, he knew who I was talking about. <laughs> he's like, I, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I can't agree. Not, I can't do no. it. No, Glavin's way worse than Smoltz. Like, Glavin is the most... <laughs> he is so bored. That dude, I... What's Glavin on? So, Glavin, like, fills in for the Braves broadcast sometimes. Oh, or, okay. Yeah, he'll fill in. He's he's not... Frank Core's good. Frank Core, I think, could do more. Um, oh, Frenchie, yeah. I Frenchie's forgot about a, him. Yeah, he he's he's on there. He's 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 not bad. Um, I can't do Chip Carey, though. Chip Carey was just uh, that. I, I can't. I can't. It, it drives me up the wall. Um, was this, Chip that, the that one will... that was on... Uh, mm. Was he the one that was on... Uh, was it the 09 playoffs that he was all over the place? And God, he was bad. He's not so good. Bad. It's just very cringy. He, he's not good. Oh, uh, is he the one that kept saying fisted? Everything was fisted into the outfield. Like, anytime. Yeah, I think it was him, right? Maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. fisted. Oh, let's put a moratorium on this. Can baseball broadcasters stop mm-hmm. describing balls being hit into the outfield through the infield as squirted? 
It's the worst. Stop. Squirt is worse than moist. Okay? Stop using it. Thank you. There you have it. The baseball rolls from <laughs> Stacey Gutzelis. People will agree with me. Okay, um, my favorite bad. in baseball this week, Stacey, was um, I think Will Leach tweeted this out. Uh, did you see this? The Cardinals broadcast team um, being like, I think the play by play guy was explaining it to the color guy, like what NFTs were over this two minute stretch. And it's delightful. I don't think he understood what it was after that. I still, I don't understand what an NFT is. I I, don't either. Cause my brother's like, what the hell is an NFT? I'm like, um, I don't know, but I know that some kid made like $400,000 off them. mm Mm-hmm in the last like two months like a literal child did it and i'm like what are these things i want to learn how to make money with them (laughs) see i go the other way i uh i have no interest i want to know less my brain cannot handle anymore like there are some things like you can attest to this right like being an adult is like you you realize your brain no more sponge like it doesn't work like a sponge anymore where you you have to be protective of it you're like Mm -hmm. "Mm, sorry can't add that to the list can't add that to the brain rolodex sorry not enough room can't do it not gonna put that in there in (laughs) one ear out the other i've literally looked at someone and been like i am going to forget their name right after they walk away i don't think i'm ever going to see them again just go ahead and not remember anything about them like just go ahead and pretend that whole interaction did not happen and that'll be that I do that all the time. It is true, though. There's just not yeah. enough space. Yeah. I met too many people. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, no, brain can't take more. Nope. No. And you don't want to remove anything. Right. <laughs> like, I got to know like, no. for sure that you're going to be around, that I like you. Like, I got to, I got to, you got to work your way into being part of the Rolodex at this point. I can't just uh, add new stuff in there. Like, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> which naturally, Stacey, leads us to the the last portion of tonight's conversation the mariners they're bombing the playoff picture there's a grid piece in beyond the box score this week about this very development are you a believer in the mariners never <laughs> not with not with depoto there no mm. i feel like this is just a smokescreen sort of thing and they're just going to disappoint their fans again in september they might make things interesting and they might screw things up for other teams Mm-hmm. But I don't think 2021 is going to be the year that they make the playoffs. They could m- maybe next year, but I don't know. I feel like there's going to be the drought's going to reach 20. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know. I feel like there's too many things ahead of them. I haven't looked at their schedule, though, so I don't know how um, that lines up, because that also depends on, you know, if it's if it's division loaded or you know division heavy as they would say and Mm -hmm. you're playing you know if they're stuck playing like the astros and the a's although i think they play well against the a's um but they don't play well against the astros right i think the astros beat up on the mariners so um that's dependent on that but yeah no i don't believe in the mariners no offense but i don't (laughs) yeah i hope so though that'd be cool like the uh, the a's eh, eh. if i had to pick between the two for this year i would rather see the mariners i don't want the yankees and the red sox both getting it to be perfectly honest like i don't i don't want that i don't want the Um, i don't either actually to be perfectly honest you'd rather get the mariners right when you want a one game wild card with the mariners Mm, i don't know bring back the memories i don't a rod in the in the booth talking about both both teams his time with both teams that would be uh i don't know ichiro oh my goodness i didn't realize you can get ichiro involved here 
get a rod involved oh ichiro when they traded ichiro Griffey wasn't yankee Yankees, right Hmm? Griffey never did like a month in New York, right? Oh no, Griffey would never. Griffey right. would rather set on fire than ever play for the Yankees. That's right. I'm just yeah. like for whatever reason I have this like you know what it is? It's Andrew Jones. I was like, oh that's right. Andrew did that. Andrew did the 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 time in New York. Remember that whole experience where the the Yankees had this thing where they're like, we're gonna get some older DH or older outfield stars and they're just gonna DH and just hit a lot of dingers for for a year and then they'll be he- gone. He hit a home run in Minnesota mm-hmm. that hit the third deck. Who? And they showed Mark Teixeira's reaction in the dugout. And he had that... Wait, are we talking about Andrew? Yes. Yes. Mark Teixeira looked like... I don't know what it looked like he saw. Mm-hmm. But it looked like he had never seen anything like it in his life. He was so shocked when Andrew Jones hit that home run. I still can picture his face right now because it was hilarious. And I was like, wow, Andrew Jones, this is awesome. Because Andrew Jones was a pain in the ass for those first two games in the 96 World Series when he was this 19... We don't need to talk about this. We don't need to go down this road. We don't don't need any of that. I'm just saying, he was amazing. And for his age, Mm -hmm. and for the... You know, I was 22 at the time. And I'm like, this guy's younger than me and he's playing this well? That's amazing. Yeah, he... God, I wish his career was just a tad better. You know? So he could have made the hall of fame i think he still has a shot he might still have a shot i just feel like i don't know the writers oh the writers are getting better though there are there are writers who are more stats oriented and like to look at other things and it's i mean that helped mike musina get in um you're gonna see more guys get a better chance of getting into the hall of fame with um better and younger writers in the uh (laughs) hall of fame vote yeah we'll see We'll see. Mm-hmm. Stacy. what can we check out from you across Locked On Yankees this week? Uh, what am I doing? Um, well, more video. You know, YouTube is going okay. Still some kinks to work out, but I have fun doing it. Um, and, you know, a bunch of us that are on YouTube now, so you can, you know, if you're not a Yankee fan, there's a bunch of different Locked On podcasts that you can check out, not just mine. Um, I would like to spread the wealth and, uh, you know kind of promote my friends over there because they all do really good work so whatever teams you like go listen to everyone else and the ibwaa podcast we have a new co-host um he will be introduced this week we're very excited it's one of my locked on co-hosts so um a lot of locked on stuff going on but it's uh, his name's javier reyes and he's the host of locked on padres and very excited about this and we should be recording our new episode with him this week and other than that, yeah, you know, uh, not excited about the Yankees still being on the West Coast because <laughs> I'm not happy about these games ending so late because uh, they're in Anaheim for three more. But, um, you know, that just means that I have to be up late and then sleep late. So that actually works for me. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Stacey Gatsoulias, thank you so much. As always, we can find you on Twitter at Stace Gats. Follow you on uh, YouTube, Lockdown Yankees. Go subscribe to lockdown yankees if you have not already listened to the podcast every day in your feed even if you are not a yankees fan you just want to learn more about the new york yankees go do that email us at chase thomas podcast at gmail.com leave us a five-star rating and review a review in apple podcast it helps more than you know uh i think that's everything stacy thank you so much i appreciate it i will talk to you next week yep have a good week 
Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.